You're listening to a special patrons-only episode of The Catholics of Oz. The Catholics of Oz is a show where we discuss faith, culture, and what's been happening from an Aussie perspective. Whether it's synods or science, apostolates and apps, providence or productivity, you can hear it right now on The Catholics of Oz. Hello, and welcome to a special patrons-only episode of The Catholics of Oz. We've been wanting to record this episode for a while now, and we finally got around to it. Um, we wanted to meet you, the patrons, and introduce ourselves, and do this episode as a way of, uh, of us getting to know you, and you getting to know us, and also um, as a special bonus episode say th- to say thank you for supporting the StarQuest production network as well. So let's um, begin by introducing the team. My name is Lindsay Sants. I'm one of the hosts of The Catholics of Oz, and um, I'm basically, uh, I, I do this podcast as a very, very part-time thing. In my real life, I'm a high school teacher. I teach um, the senior levels of high school, teaching English and religious education. And um, also, I um, am a father of two boys, one's 11 and one's two, and um that pretty much makes my life as busy as it needs to be. <laughs> I'm sure I'll find other things to make it busy too. I'd also love to introduce today my older sister, possibly sometimes superior, Caroline Knight. Caroline, <laughs> mostly, yeah. How are you going, Caroline? Oh, great. Thanks. How are you going, Lindsay? Going well, going very well. So, Caroline, why don't you tell our patrons a little, a little bit about yourself? Uh, so, basically, I am a mother of two boys, Frankie and Harry. Frankie, who's eight, and Harry, who is five years old. Um, I work part-time as a data reporting analyst, basically writing environmental reports, um, which is quite fun and a little bit scientific. Um, I do have um, a lot of um, interest in science, um, but I also have a bit of an artistic side. Um, I do love drawing and painting, and I've written a couple of children's books and illustrated them Um um, on under the name of Frankie and Harry's bookshelf, and um, yeah, so that's a really fun um, side thing for me to do. And yes, um, life is also very busy for me as a mum of two. And um, yeah, so that's me. <laughs> very good, very good. Thank you for that. And um, our third panelist, pa- panelist, I should say, mm-hmm. or third host. Uh, is my brother-in-law. So we've got a, a bit of a family podcast thing going on here. Uh, Jerry Trapnell. Jared, how are you going today? G'day, g'day. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for letting me join always. the family. Yeah, it's always, always good to have you part of the family. Um, uh, well, as an aside to that, we've also been mistaken for brothers before by people who didn't know us. We have. We have indeed, yeah. Um, yeah, we should actually take advantage that was, yes. yeah, that, Okay, yeah, we'll go with that. I'm sure that's the reason. <laughs> um, so... Uh, Jerry, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, sure. So, uh, cradle Catholic, like the three of us all are. Um, a parent of two children, like all of us are. Um, <laughs> I've got the only <laughs> That's the criteria for being a host. <laughs> yeah, yep. Had to have your second child to come on board. Um, yes, and which, funnily enough, I think you just had your your second child, Lindsay, was um, uh, only you know very young into into this podcast that we do here. Um, Correct. On the SWN yep. network. So glad you made the cut. Um, so I've, <laughs> I've got the only daughter of the of all of us. So I've got Caitlin, who's seven in grade two, and James, who's in kindergarten. Um, just as I start, you know, just before starting school. 
Um, so father to them and husband and my, I suppose, role outside of doing this podcast is uh, accountant, financial planner, auditor, really a numbers man kind of guy. And, you know, knew the times tables before school started, so maybe my job was pre predestined, perhaps. Um, you know, in whatever spare time I can grab, it's usually family time, um, you know, family church and uh, you know, board games and computer games time, really. Yeah, so um, having a having hosts that are all about numbers and science and uh, and teachings does that make us like the smart persons podcast? Do we qualify? Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So well, if we uh, ever do, if we ever do an episode on numbers, we can we'll have that as our uh, insomnia episode. <laughs> yes, Jared. If we ever do an episode on numbers, you'll be the only one talking. <laughs> yes, yes, I agree. And the only one listening. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah. All right. There'll be a few more of those. So um, we wanted to talk about the show and introduce it uh, to you as our as the patrons of this network. Um, and we wanted to talk about uh, what we do, wh- why we're on the StarQuest network, um, and share a couple of things with you today. So, first of all, the Catholics of Oz. Um, we're, we're a show where we basically provide an Australian perspective um, on things that are happening in the world and in the church and also in our lives as well. We like to focus on things that we think are, are interesting uh, to you and also to us. And we, we focus on talking about um, things that we, you know, things that are our strengths, the things that we love to talk about. So you'll find us uh, on this show talking about things like uh, people of faith who have done really uh, wonderful things in the world today. Sometimes we talk about people of faith who might not have done wonderful things. That doesn't happen as often, thankfully. Uh, but we do we do bring up things like that from time to time as well. Um, we also um, we share about our own lives as well. We know that you who are listening um, in your own lives have all kinds of things going on, you know, the, the positive, the not so positive, the things we like to celebrate and things like that. And we, we have, we're the same and we like to share those, um, not necessarily because we like to talk about ourselves, but really because we like to, um, to link with you and share what, what you have and, and share our experiences. Um, and also, um, because Caroline's on board, she's a science nerd and especially a space science nerd. And so she'll tell us a bit about that too. So we did want to very quickly share about some of the main segments that we do have. So, Jared, why don't you give us a bit of a rundown about Faith Beyond Borders? Sure. Okay, so Faith Beyond Borders is uh, probably one of our regular topics where we basically, like you said, pick news from well, what it originally was going to be uh, was three different, three different distinct and separate topics. We were going to have news from Rome, news from the Catholic Church in Australia, and a 10-minute theology section. And yep. somewhere along the line, we're not quite sure where, we haven't been out of pinpoint <laughs> They all sort of became one topic, the Faith Beyond Borders topic. So basically, it really encompasses all things like that. So news from not just Roman from the Catholic, and from the Australian Catholic Church, but from all around the world, where um, the Catholic Church has you know, you know, gone beyond the borders of you know of secular life and and been a part of been a part of that. Um, some of the one some of the topics that we brought up that I can sort of remember. Um, with with great fondness over the last year or so, um, the Notre, Notre Dame episode that we did. Yes. Yep. Um, so that's going back almost. It's very close to a year now. Uh, I think yes, it was in definitely, April, yeah. if I remember right, or um, early April when it was all going on. Um, so some of the stories that came out of there, um, obviously the sad tale of the of you know the roof of Notre Dame burning, but some of the things that came out, the saving of the relics, the um, 
the celebrating of mass while the repairs were going on and yes. you know, stories like that um, were able to you know were able to bring. Another one was I think it's almost a year ago today. Um, recording in the, on the twenty second of March um, was the uh, Franciscan teacher um, brother Peter Tabici from Kenya mm. winning the. Um, I think it was the teacher. Was it the teachers' award? I can't remember exactly what it yeah, was. It was like it's a, a um, international teachers' award or something like that. Yeah, yes. it was amazing. Yes, so it was. Yeah, that. yeah. Um, funny enough, was about your age. So we were, our, our complaint about that was what you know why, why doesn't our host win this and this this guy from Kenya wins it? And then then we went through his story and we saw quite clearly why this guy from Kenya won it. Um, <laughs> Doing things such as giving away part, of, you know, part of his salary and um, really doing what he can to make Africa or his part of Africa, um, you know, a better place for the children. He's um, since then. I did quickly look him up. I might have to jump back to it though. Uh, since that, uh, he he won that award. He actually was appointed at the as the champion for children in conflicts and crisis. Amazing. So, um, yeah. So yeah, again, it keeps on going. Um, um and probably um. I suppose because uh, because we're from Australia, probably the favourite uh, one we've sort of touched on was the story of uh, Mary McKillop. Yes, um, which was I think episode twenty. Going yeah, back first to Aussie episode. Saint. Hmm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I think I think I think I've got the right episode there. Right. Um, well, you're a numbers man, so we're going to trust you on that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Um, yeah. Thanks for that, Jerry. Yeah. That, um, the other thing I was thinking when you were talking about Notre Dame, didn't we discover that the Notre Dame Cathedral actually had bees? Like there, there was a beekeeper who who, who kept yep. Um, yep, bees on the roof. Too. Yeah. That was something we didn't know until we found out about the fires. So, yeah, some fun fun things to listen to there. Um, yeah. So another segment that we bring up from time to time is called something personal, and um, this is one where uh, when we have an event in our in our personal lives, in our family life, or um or something along those lines, we like to to share it with the audience. And like I said, um, it's about connection because we know that all of you have experiences too. And we like to share our experiences so that you might feel um, you have a place to share your own experiences and, and connect with people who are who are like you. We're all, you know, Catholics like you and, and doing things um, together. So um, some of the things that we've spoken about are things like we, we had um, how to help raise your kids Catholic and uh, we put some tips out, some ideas on what we thought were some good ways to do that. Um, we also uh, talked about just relating with your kids. Uh, so we've got kids of different ages and I was um, I was expressing my, my quiet fear that my oldest son it will be a teenager soon and what do I do, <laughs> things like that. So we're having a chat about, about that as well. Um, a more recent something personal is where I spoke about how my youngest son, Alexander, who's two years old, went to hospital, um, with a kind of an asthma issue and how we, how my family ended up starting Lent later than Ash Wednesday. We called that episode Ash Saturday to reflect that. And we had a, um, we had an Ash Wednesday ritual in my home on a Saturday evening together. Um, so yeah, um, things like that. And we, we like to share those and talk about um, our personal lives in that way. Again, to connect with you and so that you can connect with us too. And um, Caroline, you're um, you're a big science fan and you've um, given us a lot of really good science um, segments over the year and year and a bit. So why don't you tell us about the science segment? Yeah, so I guess I wanted to input my love of science into our podcast. I guess one of the reasons is because you know, there's a bit of a misconception 
not amongst everybody, but but by a lot of people that you can't believe in God and be a scientist or believe, you know, in science as well. Well, it's completely false. <laughs> um, you know, there are plenty of um, scientists who are Christian. And for me, I believe that actually science um, and faith go hand in hand. I mean, um, you know, what is science really? It's 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 the um, discovery of God's creation, of how, you know, the natural forces, um, the how, um, you know, organisms live and how they're um you know, how they function and all that kind of thing. And, you know, I I guess I love to bring in, I try to give a bit of a variety of different science topics, even though, you know, one of my favourites is space. <laughs> but, um, you, know, I, you know, there's so many discoveries about space exploration that are happening right now, you know. Um, there's there are many, many space agencies around the world are all contributing to that including you know, going to the moon, going to Mars, um, you know, various parts of the solar system. I think one of my favourite, um, well, I've got two favourite um, missions from NASA at the moment, which is one is the New Horizons mission, which is the one that yep. gave us the first pictures of Pluto and Sharon, it's um, moon. And um, further, look, just confirmed to me that Pluto is a planet. Um, <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> it looks like a planet, acts like a planet. It's got a moon. It's a planet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's dynamic. It's got a beautiful dynamic environment, you know. It, you know, it's, it's a planet. Um, and also, <laughs> it's, you know, <laughs> it's venturing further out and past into the Kuiper Belt and, and beyond. Um, we're finding out about, you know, um, objects that were, you know, give us clues to the um, creation of our solar system and even to the universe, you know, which are amazing things to even ponder. Um, and then we go to other, you know, topics, um, you know, um, in the biology field. Um, you know, for example, a few episodes ago we were talking about how um, scientists are looking at genetically modifying the gut bacteria of bees to give them resistance against mites and um, other pathogens. So, you know, so I like to kind of bring um, some, you know, some really interesting topics and, you know, things that we may not necessarily hear about in everyday life. And, you know, just um, to bring that information in a fun way and maybe give a bit of a background into things that maybe, you know, our listeners have not um, heard about before and maybe be interested interested in um, researching further, you know, on their own. So, yeah, I, yeah. I just really enjoy bringing those topics to everyone. That's great. And we will talk about the gut bacteria of bees. We will go there, and, uh, and we have. <laughs> and so, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And it's been really fascinating listening to your um to because I I learn a lot just listening to you talk about science as well. So it's been been really good. Um, I think Jared and I usually just become students and take notes when you're when you're talking about science. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you are researching everything that <laughs> after each podcast, making notes, and I'll be testing you at the end of the year. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say I'm worried there'll be a test at some stage. Yeah, could be a showdown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the teacher versus the accountant. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So um, we thought uh, we'd give our patrons um, just a bit of a taste of what um, of what we actually do on our show. So we're going to do a segment on Faith Beyond Borders. 
that no one else except the patrons is going to listen to. So this is a, a bonus special uh, segment for you. So why don't we get on to Faith Beyond Borders? Well, I'm actually feeling rather good about this. I think we've all arrived at a very special place, eh? Oh. Spiritually, ecumenically. How do you make somebody love you without affecting free will? Welcome to my world, son. You come up with an answer to that one, you let me know. Yes, I had to work very hard to pass Latin and theology. Oh, quite. Those are, of course, the most important things. Oh, yeah. I'd sit this one out, Cap. I don't see how I can. These guys come from legend. They're basically gods. There's only one god, man. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. So, our Faith Beyond Borders for this episode is related to um, an experience that we all had today. The three of us all had this experience today. Um, So at the time of recording uh, this podcast, we're going through the uh, COVID-19 pandemic and uh, things are slowly starting to be shut down. So for example, the United States, there are more more things are in lockdown and more people are in their homes at the moment. Uh, In Australia, we're at a stage where um, we have restrictions on gatherings of um, of up to 100. So uh, any gatherings that are over 100 can't happen anywhere indoors. Um, and if they do happen on indoors, there needs to be social distancing of four square meters. So that means two meters gap between anyone on your left, right, or in front of you or behind you. So uh, as a result of that, just like in the United States and, and many other places around the world now, um, we're living in a situation where masses have been suspended because they um, it, they can't run in the way that um, the conditions have set up. So um, as many of you would know, there are many priests and bishops um, and other people who have set up uh, online streaming of their masses. So there are a couple of priests here on this network, like um, Father Corey Steaker and Father Mike Gossett. They've, um, they've started streaming their own masses every day. And um, other priests around the world, uh, Bishop Robert Barron is another one that comes to mind, um, uh, Father Rob Gallia here from Australia, and also our own parish priest has as well, Father Michael Payapilli. He's um, He started streaming Mass for his parish as well. So this morning, Caroline, Jared, and I all attended Mass from our homes with our families. And so we wanted to talk about that experience and some of the things that we, um, that we I guess, that we got from that and, and what we think of the experience itself. So, Caroline, I wanted to throw it to you first. Can you tell us which Mass you attended virtually and um, and what you thought about it? Yeah, so I did attend our local parish Mass from home with Father Michael. Um, yeah, I put on the smart TV, loaded YouTube and found the link and turned it on. And it started with uh, a decade of the rosary, which was really nice. And um, beforehand, Frankie, my eldest, um, said to me, oh, mummy, can I, you know, is it okay if I just like play computer or iPad while we're watching? I'm like, no, Frankie, <laughs> you have to sit down <laughs> and actually, we've got to actually behave like it's mess. And yeah, don't worry, my, thing, my 11-year-old Damien said the same thing, don't yeah, worry, <laughs> the same question. <laughs> there you go. And uh, meanwhile, Harry, my five-year-old, just disappeared upstairs, so uh, don't worry, that's okay. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Frankie actually kind of, as soon as the mess came on, he actually switched, switched gears and he started praying the Decade of the Rosary with the lady who was presenting that. Yeah. And we both prayed it together. And as soon as mass came on, he went into, he actually 
behaved really well. So um, we sat together on the couch and we were going through the motions, saying the Mass, um, singing songs and um, praying the prayers. And, you know, in Mass, like when everybody's praying together, you can't actually hear your children that well or, you know, they're like down there and you're up here. <laughs> so yes. um, today I actually learned that Frankie knows all the prayers in Mass. Which oh, wow. Is- really nice yeah he knows everything word for word and like this is the first time I got to actually hear him you know without anyone else um say all the prayers which was really sweet moment um and then when we uh it's time to kneel down for the consecration of the Eucharist we I turned my coffee table around so that it would be like a you know kneeling on the back of the seat in front of you so um and I said to Frankie look, this is the first time you'll be able to see over the seat. So come and kneel down with me and <laughs> kneel down with me. And he was like, oh, yeah, I can. I can see. I yeah. can see. So we knelt down together, went through the prayers, you know, um, and then uh, when the Eucharist came, um, now Frank, Frankie hasn't made his first Holy Communion yet, but today he made his first spiritual communion, which was mm. so beautiful. So when it was time for Holy Communion, our priest talked through a prayer with us and we um, we could repeat after him and we, we prayed the spiritual communion together and Frankie did the same thing and he took it very seriously and he was so happy that he made a spiritual communion, you know, he'd never done that before. Um, yeah, it was that was really touching. So, you know, we had a few really special spiritual moments together, just me and my son, which I will treasure, you know, Um even though we can't be in the church physically, we can still have those beautiful spiritual experiences of the Mass at home, which I am so grateful for. You know, this is one good thing that has come out of um, this whole this whole experience. The other thing that's good is that my cats now attend Mass. So um, <laughs> <laughs> two of the cats were just sleeping on the side and they were like, yeah, whatever. The other one discovered that I was actually kneeling on the floor and she came to <laughs> sit in my lap and then she went on the table and just sat there and kind of watched the mass with us on the table. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yes, my cats have converted to Catholicism. Um, yes, <laughs> there's a win for me. Uh, but, yeah, so that was basically my experience this morning. If this, if, uh, because normally we name our episodes, if I was going to name this one, I'd probably call it Cat Mass because of that. That's really good. <laughs> yeah. I assume you're going to skip the baptism because, you know, cats and water don't generally get along. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. Um, yes. <laughs> right. away, um, you're going to split on them. So, yeah, maybe yeah. that will work. <laughs> All right. Um, on that note, Jared, um, why don't you tell us about you and your family and your experience of Mass today? Sure. Um, I might run through it a little differently so they're not covering the same ground because we were virt- we were virtually at the same mass as well. Um, fancy fancy meeting you here. Um, <laughs> we did it slightly differently. So I know you guys have done online masses at the past, but for our family, I suppose I've only ever done them for myself when there's a reason to have gone. Um, so maybe a papal mass or there's a feast day or something or whatever other reason I can't attend. And I've never done it before as, as the Sunday obligation mass. So it was a little different for us. Um, and so I just came up with a little list of pros and cons, um, of, of how I sort of found it. So, sure. uh, so short background of how we did it. So, <laughs> cause it was an hour earlier, 
Um, we were an hour further behind in terms of getting ready, but fortunately, we had, you know, no travel time or anything like that. So what we ended up deciding to do was, rather than you know assemble somewhere, we just thought, you know, we've got a king size bed. Let's just tell the kids come sit with us. So it was basically like sitting on a couch, except we had a blanket on top, and um, and had the iPad, uh, and so we all sat together like that. Lovely. Um, it was okay. So I'll I'll run through them. So we I had some pros. Of doing of doing it like this. So one pro is that if you were to attend mass virtually this way, there's no distracting children. Won't some <laughs> unless they're yours. To get yeah. in the way of making noise while you're trying to, you know, trying to say your prayers to yourself, and you got some kid screaming, uh, <laughs> "I want to talk loud." Oh uh, yes. Just, <laughs> Whose kid was that, Jared? Or just, <laughs> or just screaming for the sake of it. Um, yeah. Nothing like that. So it's a lot easier and a lot more peaceful because you're not, um, you know, it, 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 there's no outside vocal distractions, um, which, yes, that happens. And yes, we accept it because, that, you know, you, you can't have a, a family mass without, a fa- without families there. But at the same time, having been on both sides of the fence with kids and without kids at a church, I can tell you it's a lot easier for yourself to concentrate when you haven't got those kids. But on the flip side, when you have, you know, said loud children, um, you're a lot more relaxed about them not doing, you know, not following along or not being quiet. So yes. Um, by the time we got to the consecration, James had had enough of being still, and he was sitting there making noises from his Clash of Clan game. So <laughs> Father Michael was holding up the bread and the wine as he consecrated them, and beside us, James was saying "boom, hubba bubba, boom, hubba bubba." <laughs> some one of the one of the characters make that noise. I don't know. Um, but because of, because we were just in our own room rather than in a room full of you know a few hundred other people, we could sort of let that slide or at least say just shush so at least we can hear it even if we you know even if they're competing um and i suppose another pro is as well that no matter where you are if you can hear the priest talk you can hear the priest homily and that is pretty much um in terms of what goes on at a mass there's that's that's probably really the point of difference the readings are prescribed readings there's the consecration and communion and that's something we go for every week, but in terms of something different or something unusual, something personal that you get out of mass, it's usually it's the homily, um, and you can still get you know we still got that message uh, today. However, I will say there were some cons to doing a mass online as opposed to the real thing, and for me, the, clearly, um, it's just like a sports match. You're further away from the action. You know, we we've we've attended live sport matches and we've we've watched them on TV, and there's no comparison when you're on the scene when you're in the crowd you know you're a lot closer to the action and a lot more easily able to join in so in a way watching it on tv made it feel a bit like a tv show um at one stage james wanted some water so he asked us to pause <laughs> and pause a live stream so you could have texted we, father michael I, and asked him to hang on for a sec yeah we, we, we kind of lost it there yeah <laughs> priscilla was in, um priscilla had something in her mouth and that sounded, we kind of laughed that out um but yeah, you're not um, you're not engaged the same way as if you were physically there at mass, which is you know that's just that's just the way of it. Um, again, like I mentioned before, it's I feel like it's something you'll do for an occasion, like a papal mass, um, or if you're going to watch a specific person, like Father Rob Garlia, as you mentioned. Yes, he's in Australia, but he's he's a good two something hours away if we did want to you know go where he celebrates. And then all the you know the pre- the priests that we're familiar with worldwide worldwide like you know Father Roderick or Father uh, sorry Bishop Barron yeah there's no way for us to attend those masses um, except online 
Um, and obviously the big one for me, I think, would be there's no sacrament of communion, physical communion. Yes, we only need to receive it once a year, um, minimum. But uh, I'm used to uh, having done it for thirty something odd years or so. No, probably less than that because I didn't get um, first communion <laughs> until I was about ten. So twenty something <laughs> odd years. That's what I'm used to, and that's how I'm comfortable with it. So uh, Father Michael's spiritual communion was wonderful and beautiful. It was, yeah. But it's not the same as a physical communion. Yeah. Um, so it, I don't think it's something I'd like, I'd want to get used to, if you if you know what I mean. Yes, yeah. So yeah. it wasn't a bad thing to have happened, but it wasn't something I would like to do every week. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. So, that's a, yeah. Sorry, go on. Yeah. I was going to say that's so that's I suppose you know my pros and cons of having of sort of a being it was like a first time for me first like a first time to do a Sunday mass like this. So as I said, I've done other masses where I'm just a participant online and viewing on a screen, but this is the first time it's been a Sunday obligation mass with the family, um, and that's probably my first uh, you know uh, things that I think of when I um you know having now done that. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll have more to say about it as the weeks go on because I'm sure future podcasts will still be doing the same thing, yeah. Um, for my experience, yeah, so a, a little bit of both of what, what you guys have already said. So uh, I spoke to Isabel this morning. Yes, we had to wake up a bit earlier than usual because um, I think Father Michael is basically uh, just being conciliatory by having a Mass instead of having – because we have, we have 9.30 Mass and 11 o'clock Mass on a Sunday, so he's put it bang in the middle at, at 10 o'clock there just to uh, – so I guess that makes it fair for everyone. Some people have to wake up earlier, and uh, if that's the case. Um, so I said to Isabel, can we, um, my wife I should mention, um, can we set up the lounge room a little bit so that it makes it special, so it's, so that we're not just watching a, a TV screen? And I was focusing especially on um, my son Damien, who's 11, because I, I really wanted him to be able to try and participate as much as he could. So um, we put out a candle and a cross, and we've got a, one of the, you know those big Bibles that people give you as a gift when you're married, one of those. We put those out in front of the TV um, to add a bit of atmosphere. And then Isabel made a, um, a mass kit for children, um, and she, yeah, I think she made it for all of your kids as well, both you, yeah, is it? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so, yeah, it's got like a little altar and a little figure who's the priest, and, um, you know, it's got all the... Um, you know, the cruids, like the chalice and everything, all those, all the um, bits and pieces for mass. Um, and so she put it out for Alexander to play with because we knew our two-year-old was not going to be able to sit still. And he behaved exactly as he would as if he was at a Sunday mass, <laughs> trying to run around and doing all those kinds of things. Um, but I thought, um, I still thought this was a powerful experience. And it was powerful not because it was the same as what it is as going to mass, but it was, it, it what struck me is that it, it just, uh, my yearning for for mass and for Eucharist was, you know, was re, you know, the the um, how do you put it? Um, when you when you poke the embers, you know, the embers were poked a bit, um, and this yeah reignited in a sense. No, I, I don't want to mention it in a sense like I've lost something, but it, it's it was a reminder of how much um I love the mass and what and what it does mean for me um to go and especially to go with my family, so. Um, I thought Father Michael did a really good job of trying to accommodate everyone through the way that he did stream it. Um, and, uh, you know, he was preaching to a camera, basically. And I don't know what was going through his head, wondering if, you know, if there were people who were watching or not. But um, he personalized it a lot. He did speak to us as the parishioners of Holy Family and to anyone else who might have been watching. Um, and he, you know, all the way through... Um, you know, just the making references to the parish, even seeing our good friend Lance altar serving, you know, uh, you know, uh, waving to the camera. Yeah, well, yeah, it's it. Shout out to Lance if you if you listen. Um, 
yeah, I did message him afterwards and said good job as well. <laughs> um, I, I messaged him and said bells are too close to the camera. <laughs> yes, yeah. So yeah, so when the bells were rung, there was this crackling noise, wasn't there? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Um, during communion, uh, so we did the whole all the sitting and the standing and the kneeling as well. Well, I don't only do the kneeling because um, I didn't ask Isabel and Damien to do it, and we've got floorboards, and that was a mistake. Um, need to get kneelers for home. Um, but yeah, we we did all the sitting and standing and everything um, just to give us more of a um, an involvement in what's going on, and I think it helped a lot. Um, we put three of our dining chairs out rather than sitting on the couch as well, so that we weren't so you know relaxed and you know trying to like slouch or anything. And I think it, it made a difference and it, it was, like I said, it was a powerful experience and it was a beautiful experience. And it, um, it just, like I said, reminded me of, of how beautiful it is to actually have, um, something, a gift like the mass. And you both mentioned the spiritual communion and that was absolutely the highlight for me. He, he led a beautiful spiritual communion, uh, and giving everyone time to repeat after him and then have a moment of quiet was, um, yeah, it was really something special. Yeah. So, um, so there it is. That's our, uh, that was our special patrons, uh, Faith Beyond Borders segment. So we, um, just wanted to thank you all, um, and just tell you, you as the patrons, how grateful we are for your support of this network. Because of your support, um, shows like The Catholics of Oz, um, exist and continue. And we're grateful, um, that you can support the network that way. So I'm not going to thank individual patrons. I'm going to thank all of you on behalf of, uh, myself and Jared and Caroline. We are so grateful that um, that you're pitching in a bit of money to keep this network going. So thank you so much for that. So please um, subscribe to The Catholics of Oz and um, on your favorite podcast app, wherever you listen, uh, leave us a good rating. So five stars and a, and a couple of comments. It helps us to get noticed by more people. Um, and it also gives us a bit of a buzz when people write nice things about us too. So we always love that. Um, if you'd like to find out some more about some of our past episodes, everything is archived at sqpn.com slash oz, spelled O-Z, or Z, depending on which part of the world you come from. Um, and also, we have a Facebook group, so you would know about the um, the SQPN Facebook page, but we have our own as well. So if you'd love to join us, we're at facebook.com slash Catholics of Oz, and we'd love to meet you there. Please also remember to share us online by word of mouth so that we can reach more people, because that's really what this podcast is about. We want to reach out to people, and we want to connect with people. We don't want this to be a one-way dialogue. We want this to be uh, we say things, and people contribute and we um and, and i think we're all better for that experience so we're a fortnightly podcast i should mention that so we come out every two weeks so if you're wondering why a catholics of Oz episode hasn't come out it's because we're we uh we do this every fortnight so um jerry first of all thank you very much for being on our patron special episode of the catholics of oz pleasure to have been here and caroline thank you as well thank you and I'm Lindsay Sant, and once again, thank you for listening to The Catholics of Oz on StarQuest.